Hey guys, you are listening to Drunk and Uncultured. We are a drinking problem masquerading as a pop culture podcast. Uh, so this is the first part of our summer drinking series. Um, we are going to breweries around Chicago. Well, Chicago land. Chicago land. Outside, but for the most part, outside of New the breweries city. that we yeah. haven't been to. New breweries, probably yeah. the best way to say it. Um, and having a few beers, and we're going to talk about them. Yeah, uh, we know it's not summer, but uh, we... It's like warm, so it counts. It, it's an, it was a nice day today. Yeah, summer's only like three months long, and that's we're doing one a month, so we'd only hit three breweries, so we started yeah. early. Um, so, this week, we actually are going to talk about two. Well, four. <laughs> yeah. Technically four. Technically four. Um, so we were invited to, um, like a first look. Yeah. Of the new brew yards in. It's called the District Brew Yards. It's, uh, it's in Westtown. It's like Grand and Ashland. Mm-hmm. It's in like the brewery district yeah. where Ontour, Goose Island. Um, Finch. Yeah. It's right by All there. Rise. All that stuff's in that area. Yep. So the District Brew Yards is a collaborative space for Burnt City Brewing, uh, Bold Dog Brewing, and then Around the Bend. Yes. It's a pour-your-own-style um, beer bar. Beer bar, yeah. Similar to like a tapster or a navigator where yep. you walk in, they give you like a, a card, card and, and you like pour your own yep. beer. But this is really nice because they're supposed to have people that are representing each brewery to stand along the wall and kind of like help you to pour the beer because some people are really bad at the pour your own beer type deal. Yep. So they have people there to like guide you and help you and give recommendations and everyone that we met from all three they breweries, were they were super knowledgeable about all of the beers that were on draft, which was fantastic. They also have a fourth wall for um, like guests. collaborative guests, yeah. uh, contract brewing. So not just those three, but there'll be other People for now, they there. so they opened yesterday, so Which we're recording April, right now. April 12th, is yeah, that's when they opened. It was April 12th, um, and they have a smoked meats mm-hmm. menu for food, which uh, we got to sample some of so it. Good. It was so good. Um, it's really nice because that area doesn't have a ton of food. No, there's a lot of great beer in that neighborhood, but there's almost no food, uh, which is nice to have a food option there. It's also really nice as like an option to bring your friends to because because it's three breweries and it's a pour your own style. You can sample different things and decide what you want to get like a full pour of or yeah. have more of. And you can bring friends that aren't super into beer because I feel like there are options for people that don't necessarily know what they like or don't like a ton. Yeah. Um, and it's like a really nice situation for people to kind of explore their own tastes yeah. because it's three breweries and like different styles and then everything is brewed in-house so Mm -hmm. all three of those breweries brew and can yep on site and then they actually have a huge wall of beer where you can actually purchase the beers that you try if you like something in the pour your own section you can actually buy it to go yeah so everything's super fresh um and you can take it home which is super cool that Uh, place was sweet that place Uh, is great i'm really excited to go back it's a really gorgeous space there's a ton of seating which is nice like typically breweries around there's there. never enough seating. there's never enough seating so that's nice um but that was a really cool space and it was really awesome to be able to go there and see what it was like yeah i'm excited to go back yeah. i'm already like planning giddy. To go back. Yeah. yeah i'm giddy to go back 
So then the fourth one that we're going to talk about is um, one of our actual... This is the actual... actual summer trip drinking series that planned. we took a trip out. Yeah. About 45 minutes with yeah. using CTA. Um, we took a... The blue line to a bus. Yep. Um, and that's Alarmist Brewing. Yeah, so we took the trip all the way up to Peterson mm-hmm. to go check out Alarmist. That was great. So the trip actually, so it's, it's 45 minutes. It doesn't really feel like that because you're transferring about halfway through. Yeah. Um, it gets, it's pretty short. And then like the, the blue line for us at least comes pretty quickly. And then yeah. the bus it comes about every 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, so that was not that bad of a trip. We've taken longer commutes to places. Yeah. Um, they to had work. <laughs> a ton of Newland IPAs and just IPAs in general. Yeah. So Alarmist is pretty well known for their IPAs. So before even going there, I've had some of their IPAs at other places around the city, but they're really well known for a beer called Le Joux, which actually won the gold medal for hazy IPAs at the Great American Beer Fest in Denver in 2018. Yeah, so for those of you that are not in the know, that's a huge... It's a huge award to win. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they won with up against, like, gotta be 80 other beers. I think they said 400. Oh, I don't know how big the categories are anymore. That seems more realistic. There's hundreds of breweries that come to this event yeah. every year. It was, um, so what we did was a flight. We had six four ounce pours. Yeah, so before we get into the beers, you want me to give a real quick yeah, history? Because Alarmist has a really cool history. So, um, the owner of Alarmist, his name's Gary Gully. He actually started home brewing under the name Panic Brewing. And then, um, it took couple of years he was homebrewing and um it took him getting laid off from his job um so his wife actually was undergoing surgery for her for cancer and he got laid off of his job when he told his his bosses that he's like i can't mentally be here because i need to support my wife they laid him off and he's like it's the best thing that's ever happened to me because i was able to fully take on my brewing mm-hmm. and I mean, obviously, like, Alarmist is fantastic. So he started with a beer blog, and he would then blog about his home brewing under the name Panic. And then I think it was, like, 2014, 2015, he changed the name to Alarmist, which obviously is what we know it as today. And uh, he's just been killing the game with pale ales and IPAs. So their first pale ale, well... Their first beer that they released into the Chicago market was the Pantsless Pale Ale, mm-hmm. which we had there today. We did. And I've had that I've had that elsewhere, and that's a really solid pale ale. But that was his first one, and he actually didn't release his first commercially brewed beer until he was 47 years old. That is really cool. Yeah. And so that was 2015. Okay. So he worked for Metropolitan Brewing for a little bit as like an intern brewer um, and then finally opened his own space and then their tap room opened in 2017. Mm -hmm. We actually found today that they got, um, they've kind of expanded so they can take on a lot more. Yeah, they said that they got a couple tanks in and uh, they should be doubling if not tripling their capacity because of that. Yeah, which is really cool. So I've seen Alarmist every now and then at like... Uh, liquor park or like just, just different bars. A lot of the big like beer 
bar places have it. Like we've had it on draft mm-hmm. at the Emporium and Wicker before. Yeah. You can buy it at Liquor Park. You can buy it at Beer Temple. You can buy it at Beer Miscuous. You can buy it all over the place. Um, but they are great. So it was great. If you're into New England IPAs, yeah, it's the spot. It is a spot. Um, also, so they have a bunch of um, like there was a bunch of Rick and Morty artwork places. Yeah, that was fun. And then the bartender's playing some pop punk music, so we were just kind of thrown back, and it was just a really good vibe. Yeah. Um, they also had like a a residency for like a taco stand that mm-hmm. was in there when we were there. We didn't eat. We ate before we went. Yeah, so they don't but, have food, but that's nice that they have a food option there yeah. for you. Oh yeah. Um, it's so hard. It, it's so hard to go to breweries where there's not food available. Cause like you want people to hang out. You want them to stay a while. Yep. I thought prices were really reasonable. I agree. Um, we got, we each got a flight. We each got a flight. It's six, six beers Four ounce pours, yeah. and those that was only like fifteen bucks. It's equivalent of like two and a half beers, maybe three. And they're all like pretty middle of the road ABV. They're mm-hmm. all between like five and a half yes. and six and a half. I so they're like not that. crazy high ABV. I like that because obviously you and I tend to like have lately been trending towards like heavier ABV, and I like that. That's like, not lately. That's for a long time. I know, but like especially heavier yeah. lately. And it's nice that those kind of feel middle of the roadie as far yeah. as like the ABV goes. Yeah. And you can drink a few of them before like you have to go home. Yeah, but like you're you're able to enjoy it more mm-hmm. and enjoy the flavor of it without just like being hammered by right. the end. Agreed. But that was a good spot. And um, so, what was your favorite beer that you had when we were there? Oat Shaker. Oat Shaker was also my favorite. So. We actually bought some that we're going to use in a future episode. Yeah, so we'll talk about it then. But Oat Shaker was a really nice New England IPA with oats, obviously. Yep. And um, it had like a multi flavor, which kind of took away from the sweetness of New England, which made it like a very drinkable beer. Oh, absolutely. It was fantastic. Um, Oat Shaker is probably my favorite beer that they do. I mean, they're really well known for Le which is also a great New England. Mm -hmm. But I think my favorites from Alarmist are the Pantsless Pale Ale. Yep. And then the Oat Shaker. Yeah, I would agree. Those two were my favorites of the night, or of the afternoon, I guess. The yeah. Night drinking. <laughs> it's 4 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is what we plan on doing for the next few months. Um, we'll be doing a, a brewery every month. Yep, that's um, the plan. And not quite sure when we're going to release it, but we'll figure that out. Yeah, we're going to try and bring these little tidbits as to what we're up to about once a month for you guys. And... Uh, so if you're in the Chicagoland area or in Chicago in general, you got some new places to try. Yep. Cool. Thanks, guys. All right. See you next time.